0: Hello and welcome to the D&D 420 podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping you become a better dungeon master. I'm your host, Eric M. Hunter, and I am a struggling game master trying to figure out how to tell a better story. Joining me shortly is Jimmy Shields. He is the creator of D&D 420 and an avid D&D fan with over 30 years of experience. In this episode, we finish up our character creations. We made some pretty cool superheroes. Uh, that you guys can download 5th edition versions of right on our website in the show notes below. And we talk about the importance of looking at your character 10 levels into the future and how that can affect the creation of the character and how you play them. So I'm really digging my Captain America character. Um, I think overall we've created a very cool level 1 character. But it's obviously not Captain America. Like I don't have... Like the cool shield, I don't have the ability to throw it and then retrieve it back on its own. I don't have yes. super strength. Right, so when so where do we go from here then? Because that's where I want to be at the end of this game, right? I wanna be that character. How do we what are the steps necessary to so I can try to do the best I can to make that a reality?
1: Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this one question. When did Captain America start his journey
0: when did he start his journey well i guess his his journey was always going and then he got a a really big boost of that serum
1: (laughs) how long ago was it and what did he have to go through to become the person that he is today
0: oh he went he went through hell he had to fight the nazis and
1: exactly so you're level one back then what was that in the or something I don't know when he was a, I'm not a big I'm gonna admit it I'm not a big comic book guy what? I'm not either <laughs> I, I like I like the stuff but it's no it's no Star Wars or it's no right Lord of the Rings it's no Tolkien but um Captain America you're starting as Steve Rogers level one twerp just signed up for the army no experience you got to go through hell. Just like he did. And then, when you're 15th level, you can look back and say, this is how I became Captain America. And you can work with your DM. If you've got a concept like that you want to flesh out, and you've got a cool DM, um, not all DMs are cool. I know I'm not very cool sometimes. But uh, you got a cool DM that just wants to have a good time. They're probably going to facilitate getting you where you need to be. So... Where do we go from here? That's a good question. You know, I made uh, I made a guy this week.
0: Oh, do tell.
1: I made a guy, another NPC, um, another superhero. Oh. That's right.
0: I'm listening. I made a
1: level one. I made a level one Doctor Strange.
0: Ooh, okay. So, let me guess. Please not.
1: Quite done yeah. I'm trying to figure out how the feet's gonna work. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, okay. So go, go, go is he? Let me guess. He's a wizard. He's a wizard. Okay, that's as far as I got. He's a human. Oh, okay.
1: He's a sage for the background, discredited academic. Uh, how Doctor Strange was a surgeon. Correct. At one time, very very much respected. And lost the ability, so I saw in the background for Sage discredited academic, and I said, "Well, you know, he knows what it's like to have been in the limelight. He has now fallen from grace, like Doctor Strange,
0: much like Doctor Strange.
1: Very cool, yeah, but but still a little like how we talked about being a little bit malleable with it. So right, he's a he's not Doctor Strange, so because I can't obviously." Just give him. What's the name of his uh, magic item?
0: Oh, Which, the uh, mm-hmm. the the time stone or whatever. Is that what you're talking about.
1: Is it called the time stone or whatever?
0: Well, it's. Um, see, I haven't, I haven't seen like in game or anything like that. But he's got one of the. Um, for he's got one of the stones for the infinity gauntlet. I want to say it's oh. the time stone because he's the one who can slip in between different dimensions and stuff,
1: mm-hmm. different time rifts. Yeah. Yeah, he uses that, that magic item to do it well. Obviously, I don't have that. And right. Damn it. I I don't think it's just called the time stone.
0: It's probably not. Um, uh, maybe it is. I,
1: I, I It's on the tip of my tongue. Maybe it is just called it.
0: So, I don't know. It just says the time stone is one of the six infinity stones, the remnants of the singularities that pre- predated the universe. Uh, has the ability to manip- manipulate time even in places beyond time such as the dark dimension um, Dr. Strange came across the relic in Wong- Wong's uh, library and used it to force a yeah. bargain with uh, Demarum. Dorm, well
1: I'm going to work with my DM to get a time stone maybe not a time stone but a magic item that grants me <clears throat> really cool powers, or at least powers that seem super cool like that. Um, so right now I'm just a very high intelligence of a 16, um, a very high charisma of a 16, and uh, pretty good wisdom, but then, you know, strength is low, Constitution's right. only a 12. He's a relatively healthy guy, but he's all academia and charisma what about his alignment so I thought about him he I want to say neutral just straight up neutral
0: I mean so I always have difficulties with alignments just because I feel like a lot of it is kind of open for inter- interpretation mm-hmm. um, so what is your definition of neutral
1: well, he's not necessarily concerned about good and evil, right and wrong, as much as he uh, he is himself. He's kind of an egotistical, uh, I'm-the-center-of-the-world kind of guy. He's not a bad guy either. He's not – He's, I mean, he's willingly kind of a good guy, but not so much that that drives him. He doesn't really have a code of honor. But he does some things that you're kind of – it's like, ah, that wasn't necessarily good. You know, you've seen him, at, at least the way they portray him in the movies, correct?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, t- to me, he's um, – he always came uh, – well, I mean, you you said he's kind of crass, but I feel like he's more attuned to the craft, to um, – he's more uh, worried about – keeping things as is and away from those who do to do wrong with what he has with the power that he has more than trying to fight the evil do you does that make sense
1: exactly that's my point he's not out to he's only defeating evil because it would destroy him too
0: right so it's more of a um self-defense i guess
1: it's it's not like he's out out stopping bank it's not like he's out stopping big time mob bosses
0: right? he
1: easily has the power to do so
0: oh absolutely
1: so I'd say he's neutral he does a couple of things here and there that are kind of sketchy but for the most part he's a pretty decent guy you wouldn't mind him living next door you know if he didn't have superpowers
0: (laughs) sure why not Mm -hmm.
1: but he's kind of full of himself He's not necessarily trying to break the law. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go with straight up neutral. I think he pulls that off because he's more, because of his craft, he's like more of a machine type person. Right. So I was a little hung up on that. I almost wanted to give him a lawful neutral, chaotic neutral. I thought about it like that doesn't fit either. So good. Thank you for the assistance there. Sure.
0: Happy so to now help. I'm
1: working on spells with him. Okay. And so I'm I'm select oh, that that also brings me to the feet because he uses his magic like a whip. Like this electric whip. So I thought "Hmm." he could also use it like a shield. And he can also use it like kind of like a magic missile, right?
0: Uh, I mean, in the world of D&D, yeah, that makes that makes more sense than not, I think.
1: Yeah. Now, if it was all electricity, then it would really start to look like what Dr. Strange uses, right? Right. So I might even work with my DM to say, can I use these spells? I want to make them look a little bit more uh, whatever. Your DM may allow you to change the property of a few things, or, or they may say, it can look like that, but that's all of the rules are the same. And as a player, I'd be fine with that. As a DM, I'd be fine. You want your stuff to look like blue crackling energy when you do uh, a shocking grasp. You want it to look like those big rune, arcane, uh, magic. Yeah, like the tempt.
0: symbolage and stuff like that. The,
1: the symbolage? The symbology? Oh,
0: symbology? Yeah. The Symbolism. Symbolism. Symbolism.
1: Symbolism is the word you um yeah. So you can you can do that, you can make it look like Doctor Strange, that's cool, but it's still just a shocking grasp, it's still just a magnetic missile. But I really love the whip effect that he does, right? Yeah like that's in the movies that was kind of the signature power. So I am going to take um there's a feat in the player's handbook. I was just looking it up when we started talking about this. So the, yeah, there's a feat. Be there in just That allows me to gain um, spells from other schools of ma- or types of magic. So I can take this feat that'll give me uh, druid druidic magic, and I'm gonna make that kind of into I don't know, let's say it. There's a thing called Thorn Whip.
0: Oh, That's that sounds druid. familiar.
1: It's well. I gave it to a character when we played a long time ago in
0: 3.5. Mm.
1: I gave a character um, a magical thorn whip that's just a ripoff of the zero level spell in fifth edition thorn whip that the druid can use. Oh, uh, okay. It's a, it's a cantrip, and you just be like, "Wham!" Thirty foot long whip. It does a D8, or at least I think it does a D8. Um, yeah, it does a D8. And then you can pull the enemy ten feet closer. So it's a really cool like, weapon. Just a regular ass weapon. But it would fit, um, if I could make it look like crackling blue electricity, it would fit the, the world of D&D and kind of look like Doctor Strange. Interesting. So I'm actually going to use this NPC in my game. So once we make it for this, I'm, I'm going to make them. And I'm going to make them really cool, like give them a couple of neat abilities and level them up, uh, make them Doctor restraint gone. Cool. So forget I said all that if you play in that game.
0: <laughs> hey, you know me. My memory is shot when it comes to stuff like that. But, yeah, it's funny that you actually mentioned about creating more superhero characters because I also am working on one.
1: Magic initiate. There it is. Two cantrips, and a first level spell. Yes. Okay. So, what, what did you? upside so cut you off.
0: Didn't I? No, you're fine. So, <laughs> that so I, that, Well, yeah. That's. Um. So th- this well, one I'm. I'm still I, well, working on as well. Um.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: So Sorry. I am working on Spider Man. Ah, uh, oh, Spider Man. Who is easily one of my favorite superheroes of all time. Um I was kind of going back and forth between a human and a half elf and I thought if I went with half elf I could take advantage of the dark vision which yeah, sure. kind of ties into um well just that being able to all all seeing kind of a what he's got. Um but I had to take I felt like I need to take sorcerer because you get spider climb and web at second level. Kind of makes sense, Spider Man.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But the one I was really happy about when I was reading through the feats and stuff was um. Was alert. Oh yeah, alertness. Yeah, alert. Yeah. I mean, there's no. I can't find any better definition of the spider sense other than that's alert.
1: Really, yeah. Yeah, that's that is
0: really good. But
1: because you get, uh, you're always on the lookout for danger. Uh, you get a plus five to your initiative. You can't be surprised while you're conscious. And other creatures, creatures do not gain advantage on attack rolls against you as a result of being unseen by you. So invisible, uh, stealth, you're hidden, you don't gain that advantage. That's super cool.
0: Yeah. And again, yeah. It, feels it feels like <coughs> there's... I mean, you just—I mean, it, it's all right there in the book. You know what I mean? Like, it's—it's yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, so yeah. Alert, alert's
1: good. Alert is good for your for you. So, um, it, like you said, it's all right there. It's all right there in the book. Um, you know? Did you look at any other feats for Spider-Man as well?
0: I mean, I did, but I can't—I can't remember any of them now. I just when I found Alert, I was just kind of completely taken back by how perfect it sounded
1: yeah i agree i agree but since we're just making them at at first level no 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 big thing we only need one feet right oh because he's are you you're getting that because he's human
0: what's that alert yeah yeah that's what i was saying i was going back and forth between half elf and human
1: i gotcha yeah yeah, I like that. I like that best. What What else is Spider Man got? Where, how'd you arrange your uh, what are they called?
0: Your abilities? You wonder, oh, you know, I just um, was doing standard array. So, um, fifteen was going to be in dexterity, and then I was going to go down from so dexterity go is going to be sixteen or sixteen, right? And then um, strength and intelligence. And then everything else kind of falls down from there. Yeah. Like, that I was thinking sense. about, like, charming. Obviously, like, charisma he would do well in, just because I feel like... Um... But, I don't know, something like with Spider-Man, like, that's one of the things I love about Spider-Man, is because he's got, like, quips and stuff. Like, that's just...
1: Yeah, but he doesn't ha- He doesn't have a poor charisma, but he doesn't have a great charisma, because mm-hmm. he's also kind of a nerd, and he's kind of... Uh...
0: Yeah, and, well, and he's not really using his charisma... To gain anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's not trying to deceive anybody or really convince people of things. Like, he just does things. He just goes and does it.
1: Yeah, but I see him as like a 12.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, I see what you're saying.
1: Or a 13, maybe 14 at best. But not, certainly not your second best score, so not the
0: 14. Right. So, but yeah, I just it's uh i mean I th- we said it on the last episode like just creating characters is so much fun and then seeing that plan of the way that uh you take this level one character so i guess that kind of brings me to my question so it's like as we mentioned it before like we're wanting these characters to be who you know we envision them to being in the comics and getting there it's like okay well you can only do certain things at certain levels right um But as you're kind of going up that line, as you're creating that lineage of point A to point B, um, getting with your DM, making sure that they're on point with it, that they're they're kind of on the same level that you are is important. But, you know, and then getting with the playing with the group and seeing like how the group wants to play. Is there anything extra that we can do as players just to keep that, you know, to keep it as 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 top as possible? Does that make sense? top
1: as like, uh, high performance, yes, h- high octane. Um, there's things that I would encourage people not to forget about or not to gloss over or not to be not much a lot about, you know, and that is, um, you know, not only starting with your stats and thinking, talking of the way we were about why, and what you think it might be, and his weaknesses and his strengths or her, um, like her secondary stat that really is great but doesn't make sense, so it's fun to role play. Um, you know, also don't forget about your personality tree, so your ideals, your bonds, your flaws. You don't have to use the ones that are in the book, those are guidelines. Yeah, if you don't know what to put, choose one, but think about it. Think hard about it. Think what you're going to do and make it something you want to play and give your DM that feedback, I was thinking, well, my character's like this or like that. Well, he grew up on the streets, but he it was because he was kicked out of the wizard school, and like, oh, so you got this really cool idea for this kind of urchin, kind of scholar. Why wouldn't the DM let you pick or let you blend the ideas there? Write it in your own words, or combine a couple of things here and there the more you put into the personality traits, the, the ideals, the bonds, and the flaws, the more you put into that, the more you'll get out of it. Giving that to your DM, he's going to love it, or she's going to love it. Either way, um, uh, you arrange these things. However, I was trying to say is however you arrange things and, and apply that, to the way you're going to play your character it gives, it, it helps your DM determine what they're going to do as far as choices in the game because the best thing we can do as DMs is give you choices that have consequences and feelings behind them I have strong feelings about why or why I should do this thing you know for a greater good um, whatever you know reason you might have to kill these things when you've never killed before or steal when you don't want to steal there's a reason behind it and a feeling behind it so that's how you'll get to that point you know don't think about you know just the abilities don't think about oh I'm going to cast a magic missile that's super cool or I'm going to use a thorn whip that's super cool or I have this big ass sword do these moves or whatever? That those are all cool if you think about your personality. However,
0: um, it's got to mean something, though.
1: It means something,
0: right? There. Yeah, I think that's one of the things I I do enjoy about Fifth Edition coming from Three X is like having those um, like your background and your goals and your personality traits and stuff like that. Like those are just really nice reminders of. You know, if you're kind of confused as how your character would react in a certain situation, because I feel like a lot of the time when we're playing, when we're role playing, it's real easy to kind of sit back and then you just fall back into the player and not the character that you're playing as. So you start playing the game like you, you know, like you would play the game. It's um, playing
1: yourself. Yeah, right. This is me if I were a wizard.
0: Right. You know, and. I don't know it's uh (laughs) what's that guy's name it doesn't matter what he plays he's always a good guy fred fred yeah good guy fred (laughs) like
1: nice guy fred
0: nice guy yeah so i mean but i mean i think that happens to all of us i think all of us kind of like we start to get comfortable with the group we get comfortable with the game and the dm we're like we're along for the ride like we're excited about what's going on and then something you know the dm creates an event or some sort of plot device that's supposed to trigger like say a particular character because on their sheet it says you know xyz but you know if that gets missed then i feel like that's just part of the story like that's that's the the meat of the story you know like that's what makes it feel real
1: that is why a lot of players don't put a lot of effort into their personality traits, ideals, bonds, and flaws because there's a lot of DMs that get overwhelmed with the game where they get caught up in a certain aspect they like and it does. it's not necessarily always what is your character's personality. In fact, a lot of DMs, when you go overboard on that stuff, they kind of cringe like, you're one of those guys. Um, I, that's I've gotten that sometimes. Not often. But enough that it's like, man, that's a thing, right? Like you're you're cringing at how deep into my character I'm getting. Oh man, I can't wait for you to meet my buddies. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Oh, so the those those players that like when they when you start getting deep into your character and they get kind of weird about it, like those those are just those players don't want to. Role play. They just want to roll dice, you know? they like they just want to play a video game. And I feel like there are games, there are D and D games for that. But That's okay, yeah, like, yeah.
1: That's okay too. Yeah. Um But see there's games like there's board games. Right. And they're kick ass. You don't have to make a detailed character. They're provided for you. You can play that wicked cool barbarian that has the gigantic board. Whatever the generic um, trope is, so some of them have some really deep stuff too. Like um, again, what is called Descent? Was that what it was called? I think so. Descent. Descent was the name of the game. Mm -hmm. It's this really cool dungeon crawl game. you Play these bad. There's dozens of heroes to choose from. All these really kick ass situations. Very D and D, but there's, there's no role playing. Right. Like the you're playing pre built modules. There's dozens of Maybe hundred or something if books come with it. So that's D and D too, basically, without the role playing. This is we're gonna spend all the time doing this with our characters. I really want to get more role play nerdy with it.
0: Okay, so we got our character. What's the next step?
1: We got our characters that, well, that's what this was about. Make a better character. Um, thinking about your character, setting up your character. We're going to post these two. Um, so I got, I have two characters now to give you, I have my alternate, uh, Captain America and I have my wizard, my Dr. Strange. So I'm going to finish up Dr. Strange and I'm going to put these into format that, Post this all online so our listeners can follow along with what we what we've done here, and um, I think the next step is getting into the campaign, getting into the campaign world and tying those characters to that world. So I think that's going to be the what we're going to start talking about next season on this very show, D and D four hundred and twenty podcast, better being a better
0: DM with Eric. Thanks for listening to this episode of the D&D 420 podcast. For everything D&D 420 related, check out dnd420.com. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us there on the website and on YouTube at dnd420. Lastly, as always, if you'd like to support the show, you can do that by telling another DM about the show and by visiting us on Apple Podcasts and leaving a rating and review. Thanks for subscribing and being a part of our work here at d and 420. We will see you next week.